Hello and welcome in to another edition of the JK Pod. I am your host, Jonathan Kelly. I want to thank you for joining us on this lovely Friday. This is going to go ahead and be episode number 20 for us. So if you've been listening since the start, thank you for doing so and thank you for continuing to listen. Uh, but let's get right into it. we got a big day for you. MLB plays and then obviously go around the leagues. And then our lovely over-unders for the upcoming NFL season. So a quick recap of yesterday. Uh, three for five, 15 of 28 over the last three days. Uh, not ideal, but still in the green. We're at 53.57% over that time frame. So yesterday we had the Yankees. Oh, man. And uh, nothing like winning a game one nothing with a walk-off home run in the ninth to... Uh, <laughs> to panic you the entire night uh but we had the yankees the phillies the dodgers all winning and then uh the guardians couldn't get it done against the red Sox, and then the tigers blue jays we had the over nine and they went with eight so as always vegas knows so three of five yesterday 53.57 overall so with that being said let's get into tonight's picks and the first one, we're going to go back to the well and go ahead and get the New York Yankees uh, for tonight. Just because the odds are over minus 300 for just the win, we're going to take the Yankees minus one and a half. After only putting up a run last night, definitely see the Yankees go ahead and putting up more uh, tonight. So it's going to be Garrett Cole. He's nine and three with a 3.09 ERA. Cole has been really dominant uh, overall this season. He's got 153 strikeouts and 119 in the third innings. Uh, he's given up three earned or more in only seven of 20 starts this year. So look for him to have a very nice outing against the Kansas City Royals tonight. And for the Royals, it's going to be Chris Bubik. He's 2-6 and six with a 5.53 ERA. Uh and he only has 55 strikeouts and 68 in a third innings. So he doesn't have that swing and miss type stuff or look for the Yankees offense to put up some runs tonight. Uh, and he has given up at least three earned in eight of his 15 starts this season. So like I said, you know, look for the Yankees to have at least four runs against him, pick up another couple runs against their bullpen and have a nice, easy six to two win uh, tonight. Next up, we're going to go ahead and take the Philadelphia Phillies and the Pittsburgh Pirates over eight and a half runs. Uh, for the Phillies, it's going to be Bailey Falter. He's 0-3 with a 5-1-8 ERA, and he's given up at least three earned in three of his last four starts. Uh, and then on the flip side, it's going to be Jose Quintana for the Pirates. He's 3-5 and with a 3.70 ERA. Uh, Quintana was lights out in his last start against Miami, but his two previous starts before that, he gave up four earned to the Brewers and six earned to the Rockies. So look for that to be more of the norm. And look for both of these offenses to get some runs and hit the over eight and a half for this evening. Next up, we're going to take the St. Louis Cardinals. It's going to be Miles McCullers on the mound for the Cardinals. And he is seven and eight, but has a really nice 2.87 ERA. Uh, so he hasn't been getting the run support necessary so far this year. Uh, he did struggle in his last start against the Reds, but before that was really, really solid. Um, and then for the Nationals, it's going to be Anibal Sanchez. He's 0-2 with a 6.30 ERA in two starts this season. He gave up four earned to the Braves and three earned to the Diamondbacks. 
So look for the Cardinals to win tonight uh, against the Nationals and definitely pick up at least four or five runs against Sanchez. Following that, we're going to take the Toronto Blue Jays. Same thing with the Blue Jays as the Yankees. We're going to take them on the run line, so minus 1.5. Alex Manoa is throwing for them. He is 11-4 with a 2.24 ERA, and Manoa has not given up more than two earned in his previous three starts, so look for that trend to continue. And then for the Tigers, it's going to be Brian Garcia. Uh, Last year, he was 3-2 with a 7.55 ERA. So look for the Toronto Blue Jays offense to continue putting up a lot of runs and look for them to win this game easily uh, and take the Blue Jays minus 1.5. Next up, we're going to take the Brewers over the Red Sox. So it's going to be Brandon Woodruff for the Brewers. He's 8-3 with a 3.73 ERA. He's allowed three earned or more in only five of his 14 starts. So look for Woodruff to have a nice outing tonight. And then Brian Viello for the Red Sox. He's 0-2 with a 10.50 ERA and three starts for the big league club. Uh, he was much, much better in the minors. He went 10-4 and with a 2.35 ERA in 16 games, 15 of those starts. Seems like he just hasn't figured it out uh, with Boston so far. So look for that to continue and look for the Brewers to pick up a win tonight at Fenway Park. Next, we're going to take the Atlanta Braves. Uh, for the Braves, it's going to be Kyle Wright. He's 12-4 and with a 2.95 ERA. And Wright has allowed more than two earned only once in his last five starts. And then for the Diamondbacks, it's going to be Madison Bumgarner. He's 6-9 and with a 3.71 ERA. And Mad Bum has allowed at least three earned in three of his last six. So a 50-50 shot of him giving up at least three earned runs. I foresee the Braves putting up at least three runs and picking up a victory tonight against the Diamondbacks. Uh, Next up, we're going to take the Oakland Athletics and Chicago White Sox to go over eight runs. For the Athletics, it's going to be James Kaeperlin. He's one in five with a 4.74 ERA. Kaeperlin has allowed at least three earned in seven of 15 starts this season. Look for that to be eight of 16 after tonight and be a 50-50 chance of that happening. And then for the White Sox, it's going to be Lance Lynn. He has struggled all season. Uh, he's 1-3 with a 6-4-3 ERA. And everything is pointing to the over, which scares me a little, a little bit. But we're going to go ahead and roll with the over uh, with these two guys on the mound. Some not-so-great bullpens. I'm going to go ahead and take the over eight runs in this ballgame. And our last pick for the night is going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. So they have Julio Urias on the mound. He's 9-6 and six with a 2.72 ERA. And he has given up more than one earned in one of his previous four starts. So look for that to continue. And then for the Rockies, it's going to be Chad Cool. He's 6-5 and five with a 4.48 ERA. And he's given up at least three earned in six of his last eight starts. So look for that to continue against this potent Dodgers offense. And the Dodgers should be able to pick up an easy victory tonight against the Colorado Rockies. So those are the picks for tonight. It's going to be the Yankees minus one and a half, Phillies Pirates over eight and a half, St. Louis Cardinals to win, Blue Jays minus one and a half, Brewers to win, Braves to win, Athletics White Sox over eight, and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So let's go ahead and have another winning evening and 
make up for that abysmal Monday uh, Monday night that we had. To continue the theme, let's look at the MLB trade deadline. So nothing crazy. Uh, we did see last night into this morning that the New York Mets have acquired Tyler Naquin uh, and Philip Deal from the Reds. So adding an outfielder and bullpen piece to their team. Uh, also, we saw that the Yankees are trying to trade Miguel Andujar. Uh, if you remember, Andujar should have been the rookie of the year a couple of years ago over Shohei Otani. Uh, Andujar also requested a trade about a month and a half ago. So hopefully Andujar does get traded. He deserves to be on a big league ball club. So hopefully the Yankees can grant that wish and pick up either another starter or a very nice bullpen arm. And three guys, uh, or the three headliners, I guess, is going to be Luis Castillo as the one. And then Frankie Montez and Pablo Lopez could be on the move as well. Just look for those three guys to get dealt uh, from the Reds, Athletics, and Marlins, respectively. And all three of those guys could definitely factor into pennant races uh, as the season continues into the months of September and October. Uh, Also in Major League Baseball, last night, Corey Seager left the game early due to a bruised leg. So hopefully all is good there. And even though the Rangers are kind of out of it, hopefully Corey Seager is able to avoid anything serious from that situation. In the association, uh, the aiding DWI charge against Paolo Benchero was dropped. I'm sure most of you didn't even know this happened or have totally forgotten about it. Uh, But it is back in the news cycle for the time being. Uh, He was in the passenger seat of his vehicle while Coach K's grandson was driving impaired. So who knows what really happened in that situation, but seems like all is well uh, there with Banchero. And the other thing is, if you didn't see, Zion Williamson's contract has a clause in it, uh, and his weight plus body fat percentage must stay below 295 for him to get the max amount of money that he's signed for. Uh, so it seems like this is becoming a theme for teams to put these types of clauses into the contracts. Pretty ridiculous, though, that you have to put these clauses in for guys that are making this amount of money to do their job. Uh, so pretty wild to me, but hey, if it makes sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, then by all means, put it in there. Uh, It's an asset to the team, so you got to protect your asset. So totally, totally understand it from that perspective. Uh, Some NHL notes. Uh, We have the New York Rangers signing my guy Kako to a two-year $4.2 million deal. One of these prove-it type contracts for Kako, and hopefully he's able to do so and remain with the Rangers for a long time after this contract. Also, Adidas came out and said that they will not be renewing the NHL apparel deal after the 2023-2024 season. So that'll be interesting to see if Nike or somebody else swoops in and is able to obtain that NHL apparel deal. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot lot of money on that one especially now with the NHL being on ESPN and ESPN plus so definitely a lot more marketing opportunities for whomever gets that apparel deal with the NHL 
now some NFL notes. Uh, Kyler Murray came out <laughs> and said that it's disrespectful to think he doesn't prepare. I think what's disrespectful is that you don't properly prepare, uh, and that's why they had to put that clause into your contract that you signed. But now because of all the backlash, the Cardinals have removed that clause and don't want it to be a distraction. But by not making it a distraction, they've made it more of a distraction by putting it in originally. Someone within the organization leaked that story out so that everybody would see it. And now it's backfired, so it's staying in the news cycle longer and putting more of a black eye onto this franchise and onto this player. And I got to tell you, all signs for this franchise are pointing down right now. Hopkins is missing the first six games of the season. This whole Kyler situation, Cliff's probably going to get fired in season. Hollywood Brown's already got a hamstring injury. I mean, (laughs) there hasn't been one positive news note anything coming out of Cardinals camp over the last couple months everything is just negative pointing down so remember that when we do our over-unders in a minute some other new uh, news around the NFL is that Quan Alexander signed a one-year deal with the New York Jets uh, nice linebacker there good addition for the Jets um, our guy Brock Osweiler is coming back to football Uh, He's going to be joining ESPN as a college football analyst. So nice to see Brock back. Uh, I always thought it was funny that guy made so much money. Uh, Just for being a tall white guy that plays quarterback. Uh, Also, things are not looking good for Ryan Jensen. Hopefully things come back better, but it looks like the Buccaneers are going to be without Jensen for the entire uh, season. The big news of the day was DK Metcalf signed a new contract. It's for three years, $72 million. This is a nice contract for Metcalf as he'll be a free agent again uh, before he gets to the age of 30. So another opportunity for him to potentially sign a longer deal uh, for bigger money after he continues to produce and showcase his skills over the next couple of years. It's also a way for the Seahawks to pay him a lot of money. They know they're going to be saving money over the next couple of years by not really paying a quarterback, whether they draft one or figure out some kind of trade for Jimmy G or somebody else that's disgruntled within their organization. So a good move there to lock up their star wide receiver. Um, And then the last thing, if anybody hasn't seen or read the story yet, Go check out the Gardner Minshew story. Uh, he actually lived in an old prison bus this offseason. Uh, all he wants is a Super Bowl. And I got to tell you, this guy is just wild. Um, I don't think he's very good, but he continues to stay in the news cycle for these outlandish things that he does. And who knows if something happens with Jalen Hurts. I'm sure the fans of Philadelphia will be clamoring for this guy. Uh, so just be on the lookout for, for some Minshew mania going on in, in Philly this season. Uh, But outside of that, that's it for in terms of daily picks and news around the league. So with that being said, it's time for our over-unders for the upcoming NFL season. Uh, So what we'll do is we'll go team by team. And since I've got OCD, we're going to go in alphabetical order because I'm a psycho. Um, So to kick it off, it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. And just for reference as well, uh, all of these over-unders are currently by Bovada. 
our lovely website that has everything and anything you could ever want. Hopefully one day DraftKings and FanDuel will come to the state of Florida. But for now, we're going to continue to use Bovada. Um, so to kick it off, like I said, the Arizona Cardinals. And for the Cardinals, their over-under right now is set at 8 and five, uh, 8.5. And I've actually got the Cardinals finishing this season at 7 and 10. So that is something to be on the lookout for. So we are going to go ahead and take the Arizona Cardinals under. As we said, everything going on with Kyler Murray, uh, the uncertainty around, you know, went DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. uh, And this team starts off with three tough games. So they've got, they host the Chiefs in week one. It's probably a loss. Then they go two. Las Vegas to face the Raiders, probably a loss. Then they come back home to face the Rams, probably a loss. Before they go to Carolina, where they probably pick up their first win. So it's probably going to be tough right out of the box for the Cardinals. Couple that with not having their star wide receiver. Look for the Cardinals to get off to a rough start. And typically they get off to good starts and falter at the end. But I see them starting off rough and never really getting to that you know hot start uh that they usually have so they're over under at eight and a half we're going to take the under and i've got them at seven and ten for this upcoming season next up we're going to head to atlanta uh the falcons over under is at five so this roster top to bottom is probably one of the worst if not the worst in the NFL. Uh, they're, like I said, their over-under is at five, and we're actually going to go under as I have them at four and 13 this season. Uh, they've got a really tough schedule. And besides Kyle Pitts, they don't really have much going on offensively. Uh, I'm a big Marcus Mariota guy, but he's not going to – overcome all of these obstacles to enhance the Falcons roster and win them games. So definitely look for the Falcons to be in the CJ Stroud, Bryce Young sweepstakes. So the over under at five, we're going to go ahead and take the under. Next up, we're going to go to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, The Ravens over under for this season is 10. Seems like Everybody loves the Ravens this season, and I think I'm going to join the party. Uh, I'm going to go over as I have them at 11-6 and six for the upcoming season. I think all the stuff with Lamar is either going to you know, kind of go away or he's going to sign a crazy contract, and if he doesn't sign the crazy contract, he's going to show out this season uh, more than he ever has and potentially be in the MVP uh, discussion and potentially make a Super Bowl run. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl or make it to, or make it to the Super Bowl, but I definitely see them winning uh, 11 games for this upcoming season. So the over under at 10, take the over following that we're going to head to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's over under is at 12. So very, very high. Uh, and we are still going to take the over on this at third. Uh, I've got them at 13 and four. 
for this upcoming season. They have a pretty easy schedule, especially when you play the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots for six of your games. So most likely the Bills will go 5-1 and one in those games. And then if they go 8-3 and three and everything else, there you go. Uh, so they're over-under at 12. We're going to go ahead and take the over. And the Bills are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl right now, as they should be with Josh Allen at the helm. Next up, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think the Panthers, even with the addition of Baker Mayfield, uh, have one of the worst franchise, uh, worst rosters in the league. And they have a pretty tough schedule as well. So as of right now, their over-under is at 6.5. And, and I've got them at 3-14. and 14. <laughs> So... Uh, let's go ahead and hammer the under. And I've also got Matt Rule being fired after their week nine loss to the Bengals when they're one and eight. Uh, so be on the lookout for Carolina to not be great. Um, I understand they have Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, who I love DJ Moore, but this, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll reevaluate this number and give them four or five wins. But even if I add two wins, then they're still going to hit the under. And if they're kind of out of it midway through the season, why not just tank and be in the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud sweepstakes? So look for them to be under six and a half for for this season. Uh, Next up, we're going to head to Chicago. So with the Chicago Bears, their over-under right now is at 6.5, so we are going to take the under on the Bears as well. So for the Bears, uh, very tough schedule being in the north. So I actually have the Bears going 4-13 and uh, and losing their last six games. Uh, so <laughs> going to be a little bit rough, I think, for Chicago this upcoming season. Although I will say, if you can snag Darnell Mooney in your fantasy drafts, go ahead and do that. Guy had over 1,000 yards last season. He should have 1,200 yards this season. But for the over-under at 6.5, we're going to take the under on the Chicago Bears. Next up, we'll head over to Cincinnati. So the Bengals are at, their over-under is at 10 Uh, I've seen this kind of swing both ways of having some sort of a regression, that Super Bowl loss hangover. Um, But for me, I like the Bengals for this season. I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl again. However, they're over under at 10. I've got them going over by one game and finishing the season 11 and six this year. Uh, Definitely think with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, Mixon, Higgins, they've got a really, really nice offense. And their defense should be able to uh, be good enough to allow them to go 11-6 and six for this upcoming season. Next is the Browns. So the Browns right now don't have a number due to all the uncertainty with Deshaun Watson. Uh, but right now, with... With Watson, I've got them at nine and eight, uh, and that's if Watson plays the whole season. And if Watson doesn't play the whole season, 
probably going to have them at six or seven wins, probably more like six. Uh, but definitely be on the lookout to see what their over-under is. And when we do get it, we will provide it to you. But for right now, there isn't an over-under due to all the uncertainty of Deshaun Watson. Following that, we'll head over to Dallas and America's team with the Dallas Cowboys. So their over-under is at 10. Uh, Once again, I've heard a lot of back and forth. Some people saying the Cowboys regression is going to be there. But I think they've got a pretty easy schedule, especially when you play the Giants and Commanders. God, that sounds weird. Uh, The Commanders and the Giants for four of your games probably split with Philly. So I've got the Cowboys actually at 11 and 6 this year. And man, I hate to say that, but they're over under at being 10. So we're going to go ahead and take the over on wins for the Dallas Cowboys. Next up, let's ride and head over to the Denver Broncos uh, with the addition of Russell Wilson and all of the offensive weapons that are there with Gordon and Williams in the backfield. And then Judy uh, and my guy Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. So their offense should be very potent for this upcoming season. So their over-under is at 10. And I went over on this one as well. Went with the Denver Broncos actually finishing 11-6 and for this upcoming season. Uh, Their schedule isn't too crazy this year outside of their division. So I've got them at 11-6. and So going over the number of 10. Following that, we'll head up north to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Their over-under for this year is at 6.5. Pretty much everybody loves the Lions for this upcoming year and thinks they're going to be a dark horse team. Uh, So with their over-under being 6.5, I'm actually going to go the other way, and I'm going to take the under 6.5 and have them... I actually have them at 6-11 for this upcoming season. They've got a really, really tough stretch... Uh, in the middle of this year, they have the Patriots at home. Then they go to Dallas. Then they have the Dolphins and Packers at home. They go to the Bears. Uh, just kind of a tough grouping of games there. A lot of travel going on. So think they're going to struggle in that part of the season. And that's going to lead them to not really show out as much as people have thought. There's also a lot of uncertainty with Jameson Williams. When is he going to play? So with the over-under being six and a half, everyone loving the over in this situation, we're going to go on the other side of things, and we're going to take the under and have them at six and 11 uh, for this year. Following that, the Green Bay Packers. So the Packers over-under is at 11. Uh, And I got to tell you, as crazy as it may sound, we're going over 11 wins for the Devontae adam list Green Bay Packers. Uh, they've got a really easy schedule this season where they can really stack up some wins. Uh, they get the Giants and Jets both at home. They play the Commanders. Uh, they play the Lions a couple times. They get... Uh, let's see who else. They have the Dolphins... Then to end of the year, they get the Vikings and Lions both at home. 
probably to try and go for the one seed. So as crazy as it may sound, we've got them winning 13 games. So over that over under number of 11. So let's take the Packers to go over 11 wins this season. Uh, Next up is going to be three teams in the AFC South. Kind of funny how that works. Uh, But the first of those three teams is the Houston Texans. And their over-under is at four and a half. And we are going to take the under. Uh, Another one of these teams with a terrible roster. Uh, No way of saying it nicely. Uh, So I've actually got the Texans going three and 14. And their wins coming against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Cleveland Browns, and surprisingly, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so, yeah. And I've actually got them starting out the season 0-7. Tough. Those first seven games, Colts, Broncos, at the Bears, hosting the Chargers, at the Jags, ho- uh, at the Raiders, and then they host the Titans. Um, so very tough start to the season there for the Texans. So with that being said, they're over under at four and a half. We're going to go ahead and take the under. Next up is the Indianapolis Colts, who everyone seems to love this year with the addition of Matt Ryan. Uh, Their over under is at 10, which I think is a little high. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and take the under 10. Uh, And I actually have them finishing nine and eight in the AFC South. Um. So with the addition of Matt Ryan, they should be better. How much better is probably not by much. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and take the under 10 wins for the Colts. Following that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Not sure why, but the Jaguars do not have a number up yet on Bovada either. I think there's a lot of uncertainty just on how well Trevor Lawrence is coming along. Is Travis Etienne starting off the year as their starter? Um, So a lot of uncertainty around this team as well. But with that being said, we've got the Jaguars going 3-14. and So not looking so hot yet again. Uh, They've got a really tough stretch in the middle of the year too. Uh, They play the Broncos and Raiders at home. Then they go to Kansas City. They host the Ravens. They go to Detroit, to Tennessee, and host the Cowboys. Uh, so a very tough stretch for the Jags there. So we've got them at 3-14. and 14. So be on the lookout for that over-under number. I think it's going to be somewhere around 4.5 or 5. But not a an, another tough season for the Jags uh, coming up here, I think. Next up is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so with the loss of Tyreek Hill, maybe not as much hype around this team as in years past. So this over-under for the Chiefs is going to be at 10.5. And, and we're actually going to go ahead and take the over. I've got the Chiefs at 12-5 and five this, up, up, this upcoming season. They've got a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty easy schedule in the middle part of the season. Uh, they play the Raiders at home. The Niners at home. They play the tight at the Titans at the Jags. Um, so they've got some very easy games around. Some tough games, 
So they'll probably split the majority of those difficult games. Uh, Bills, Chargers, Broncos, Bengals. So that's why we've got them at 12 and 5 uh, for this upcoming season. So go ahead and take the over 10 and a half wins. Following that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, as we said, when the Raiders started training camp, as they were the first team, so they get the first over under, uh, they're at eight and a half, and we are taking the over. Uh, we've got the Raiders at 10 and seven. The addition of Devontae Adams, Waller, and Renfro coming back. Uh, Josh McDaniels at the helm. I think this offense is going to be potent. Uh, this defense is probably going to do just enough with Max Crosby. Uh, so look for them to be over the eight and a half wins for this season. Following that, we'll head out to LA for the two LA teams. First up is the Chargers. Their over under is at 10. We're actually going to go ahead and take the over 10 and have the Chargers finishing 11 and six. I think this is going to be Justin Herbert's real breakout season. And he's going to showcase why the Chargers took him and why the Dolphins should have taken him. So look for the Los Angeles Chargers to go over that 10 and finish the season at 11-6. and six. And then following that, we'll head over to the other LA team, the Los Angeles Rams. Their over-under is at 10.5. So we're going to go ahead and take the over 10.5. And I actually have the Rams finishing 12 and 5. Uh, I think a lot of people are doubting that they're going to have as successful of a year as they did a year ago with winning the Super Bowl. I had the Rams as a future to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so that looked very nice. But look for the Rams to have over 10 and a half wins this year. Like I said, I've got them at 12 and 5 uh, for the upcoming season. Next up is the Miami Dolphins. Their over-under is at 9. And wouldn't you know it that I've got them right at 9 wins. Uh, so this one is going to be a stay away. The Dolphins have a very awkward schedule. Uh, I've got them winning their first game, losing the next 3, winning the next 6, losing the next 5, and then winning the last game. Uh, so very, very weird schedule. Uh, it's tough, easy, tough, and then an easy victory to end the year over the Jets at home. So, uh, at some point too, this team is, even last season was very hot and cold. So look for that trend to continue. I think Teddy Bridgewater might start at some point over Tua. So be on the lookout for that. Teddy B back in his hometown of Miami. So look for that to happen as well. But the over-under at nine, this is a 100% stay away for me. Next up is the Minnesota Vikings. Their over-under is at nine and a half. We are going to take the under as I've got the Vikings at nine and eight. Uh, new head coach might be a little bit tough in the first season so I think with that it'll be a little bit difficult for the Vikings right out of the gate but they're over under at nine and a half we're going to go just under that at nine wins and this is a team that is always right in the thick of things and they always blow it in dramatic fashion uh, so also 
look out for that in a lot of their games this upcoming season. Next up, we're going to go to the New England Patriots. Their over-under is at 8.5, and and we are going to go under 8.5. We've got the Pats at 8-9. and Very tough season for them. I feel like there isn't really much going on besides Bill Belichick being there. This was any other team with any other head coach outside of Belichick, maybe Mike Tomlin. Would we think this is a nine-win team? I don't think so. (laughs) So because of that, we're going to take the under, and we're going to go with the Patriots finishing eight and nine and going under that eight-and-a-half number. Following that is the New Orleans Saints. So their over-under is at eight-and-a-half, and and we're actually going to go over, and I've got the Saints at ten-and-seven this season. Uh, So I've got them similar to the Dolphins being a very hot and cold team. They've got five really easy winnable games to start off the year. Uh, Their first game is at Atlanta. Then they host the Bucs. And for some reason, they always beat the Bucs one of their games. So look for the week two game to be the one that they win. Then they go to Carolina. Should be an easy win. Then they host the Vikings, host the Seahawks. And then I've got their first loss coming October 16th against the Bengals. So look for that. And then I've got them losing five games in a row from November 7th to December 5th. That's going to be against the Ravens, Steelers, Rams, Niners, Bucks. So a little bit of a tough stretch there. But being able to right the ship and finish the season at 10-7 and uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Now we'll head over to MetLife for the Giants and Jets. Uh, we'll kick it off with the Giants first. So their over-under is going to be at 7. And this is going to be another 100% stay away as I've got the Giants right at 7 and 10. And is the last year of Danny Dimes or is it? <laughs> uh, I think they're either going to extend Danny Dimes or figure out some way to get Jimmy G next year. I mean, I don't really foresee any other real better option. Maybe they get Ryan Tannehill when the Titans switch over to Malik Willis. But for this season, look for the Giants to finish the year at 7-10. and 10. Uh, Definitely better from last season. Hopefully Saquon can stay healthy. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau being a a great young defensive player and then Evan Neal as well sharing up the depleted offensive line that the Giants have had uh, over the last several years. Next up is the New York Jets which everyone for some reason loves this year as well. Uh, Their over-under is at six and it's actually been bet up from five and a half to six over the last couple of weeks with the Zach Wilson news. So with that being said, with everyone going over the five and a half original number, and now with that number being at six, we're going to go ahead and take the under. And I've actually got the Jets finishing the year at five and 12 and surprisingly starting off 0 and four. They've got kind of a tough stretch to start this season. They start out with the Ravens at home, then they go to Cleveland, then they go to, uh, then they host the Bengals, 
Then they go to Pittsburgh. Uh, so they host the Dolphins. Then they go to Green Bay, to Denver, host the Pats, host the Bills, go to New England. They've got a really tough schedule here. So look for the Jets to actually finish the season under their sixth number at 5-12. and 12. Next up is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, their over-under is at 9.5, which initially looking at, I thought was pretty high. And then I went through their schedule, and I've actually got the Eagles finishing 10-7 and seven, uh, with Jalen Hurts at the helm. So it looks like Hurts is going to have another one of those years where you think, is he the quarterback? Is he not the quarterback? Uh, he's in that good, not great conversation, kind of that tier three where he's a starter. You don't really think he can win a Super Bowl with them. But sometimes competency is very undervalued in, in this league. And if you just get a competent quarterback that knows what they're doing, can run a little bit, it's really going to be successful for your team. And this team had a pretty good offseason. Uh, so look for the Eagles to actually go over their 9.5 number and finish out the season at 10-7. and seven. Uh, Following that, we're going to head to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, right, as of right now, there isn't a number on the Steelers. I think a lot of that has to do with the uncertainty at quarterback. Is it going to be Pickett? Is it going to be Trubisky? I would think it's going to be Trubisky out of the gate. And then at some point, Pickett starts uh, towards the latter half of the season. But the Steelers have a pretty tough schedule. Uh, and I've actually got them 7-10 and 10 for this upcoming season. So this would be the first time in the Tomlin era they would be under 500 for the season. Uh, but with either a rookie quarterback or a quarterback that we know isn't really that good in this league, look for the Steelers to be a 7-10 and 10 team for this upcoming season. Next up is the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, and as of right now, the 49ers over-under is at 10. Cannot believe this is a double-digit number. Uh, I've actually got the Niners going 7-10 and 10 this year. Uh, I've never believed in the 49ers. I always think they're crap, and f- somehow they go out and win games. It's just, I don't know, it just baffles me. But I think at some point, that's going to run out. And I think that season is now. Uh, so I've got them going under the 10 number and finishing the season 7-10. and 10. Uh, Especially with Trey Lance being their quarterback this season. I think he's going to struggle a little bit early on. I think towards the latter half of the season, he'll really figure it out. Especially when they have three home games in a row against the Saints, Dolphins, and Bucks. I think that'll be kind of where he really starts to figure things out in November and December. But look for the 49ers to go under the 10 number and finish the season 7-10. and 10. Uh, Next up, we're going to go to Seattle. So for right now, Seattle's over-under is at 5.5 with the combination of Geno Smith and Drew Locke at quarterback. Uh and I've actually got the Seahawks going 5-12 and 12 this year. So under that number of 5.5. Uh, another team with a pretty tough schedule. Although they do have four of their final five games of the regular season at home, I don't really think it's going to matter because I think they're kind of going to be, they're going to be out of it. So I do have them winning three of those last five games. 
but I don't really see it factoring in or mattering too much. So let's go ahead and get the Seahawks under their five and a half number and being in the Stroud Young sweepstakes and maybe Will Levis as well. Following that, we're looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, their over-under right now is at 11.5, and, and I've actually got the Bucks going over this 11.5 number, uh, which is kind of crazy because I've actually got the Bucks starting uh, the season 0-2. So probably pretty crazy to have them then go 14-1 and the rest of the season, but I think it's going to happen. So if that does happen... Uh, look for this number to maybe go from 11.5 to 10.5 if they do, in fact, lose week one against Dallas or week two against New Orleans, which both are losable games, especially with prob- well, probably with Ryan Jensen out. Their offensive line isn't as good as it was uh, the year before, but be on the lookout for the Bucks to, at the end of the season, go over their number of 11.5. Next up is my team, the lovely Tennessee Titans. Their over-under for this year is at 9. I think that's going to be right about where they're going to be at. But we're going to take the over 9 wins, and we've got them at 10-7. and seven. Uh, So with Derrick Henry playing a full season this year, we did lose A.J. Brown, but we replaced him with Traylon Burks. Uh, we do have Bobby Trees, Nick Westbrook-Akine showed that he's a really nice and viable number two or number three option. Signing Austin Hooper, uh, Taylor Lewan back for a full season at left tackle. Really like some of the, the pieces on defense as well with Kevin Byer, Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Caleb Farley if he's healthy. So look for, look for this team to shock some people once again and go over their nine and be at 10-7, and seven. see them maybe winning a playoff game, and that's about it for this year. But it is what it is. Uh, this is probably Tannehill's last year as a starter in Tennessee before we move on to Malik Willis. But look for the Titans to finish out this year over their number of nine at 10-7. and seven. And the last team on the board, the Washington Commanders. Uh, And let me tell you, the Commanders have a very strange schedule. It's home and away all the way down the entire season, except for two games in a row on the 14th and 20th on the road, and then their last two games at home. So a very strange schedule. Uh, And like like I said, their over-under is at 8, and we're going to go ahead and take the under on that with Carson Wentz and crew. And I actually have them going 5-12 and in losing their last three games of the season against the Niners, Browns, and Cowboys. And I've got them losing a bunch of games in the middle of the season uh, against the Cowboys, Titans, Bears, Packers, Colts, Vikings, Eagles. Uh, it's a tough stretch that they've got. So I can't see eight wins from this team. This team does have a pretty good defensive line with all those first round draft picks that we've heard about a gazillion times with Sweat, Allen, and Chase Young and the rest of the crew. Uh, And then Antonio Gibson in in the backfield is a very nice running back there and Scary Terry on the outside at wide receiver, but I just can't see this team getting to eight wins. Just can't see it. Uh, I see them maybe six, maybe seven, 
But for right now, we'll stick with five and 12 and we'll take them under the eight wins for this upcoming season. Um, so outside of that, that's what we've got for you in terms of the over-unders, in terms of our daily MLB plays. Definitely be on the lookout for us doing some NFL season player props as well next week. We'll probably throw those into the mix in the later half of next week. But outside of that, that's all we have for you today. And thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And have a lovely weekend.